Welcome to the Fun and Games Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lupkin, and let the games begin. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Fun and Games Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lupton, and happy Wednesday. Today is a good day. It has been pretty warm and sunny out here in Michigan. Surprisingly, it hasn't been too cold. So my spirits are high, the sun is shining, and life is really, really good. Today's guest is Little T Fitness, aka Taylor. She is so much fun, such a light in this community. I feel like I love following her. She does a lot of mobility challenges, cool cosmetics tricks. Her content is so cool. As you guys know, I have been on my handstand slash gymnastics kick. I have been wanting to get back into this. So this is going to be the perfect podcast episode to light a fire under my butt or for you as well to learn if you want to do a little bit more body weight movements or calisthenics or work on mobility. This episode is going to be awesome for you. We're going to dive in and hear all about Taylor and hear about her training style her tips and tricks for handstands, for calisthenics, for mobility work, all of that. So I think this episode is going to be awesome. If anything, it's lighting a fire under my butt to start practicing my handstands again and to add an extra day into my training routine or move things around so that I can incorporate a little bit more mobility and things that I'm interested in because I love knowing that our fitness routines, our workouts, our exercises can be whatever we want to be. We can train however we want to be. There's no one way to fitness. There's no one look to health, whatever you enjoy, whatever you like to do, you can do that. Whether that's walking, running, biking, you don't have to lift weights, even though that is one of my all-time favorite things to do and ways to exercise and train. There are other ways that you can do that. And I just always want to encourage you to know that there are other options out there. So I think this will be a really fun episode to be able to talk about other training styles and be able to, you will be able to feel Taylor's excitement for this through this podcast episode because she is such an upbeat and light person. She is so fun and amazing, has so much energy. I love all of her content. So I'm really excited to have her on the podcast today. And I know you guys are going to love today's episode as well. But of course, before we hop into that, we're going to do the weekly fun and gain segment of the podcast. And I would say the fun is that our family went to the Apple Orchard and it was honestly such a blast. I honestly have been living for fall The leaves are so pretty here in Michigan. We can't get over it. And going to the apple orchard, picking our own apples and eating them, they were so good. Oh my goodness. And it was so fun because there were like 12 different types of apples that we got to go and pick. And I have a YouTube video of pretty much vlogging all last week of fall and just making memories together. Me and Vinny baking pumpkin bread, us going to the apple orchard. And it's just been a really fun and cool time. Honestly, I'm really enjoying fall. It isn't as cold yet. It is definitely getting chilly, but it's fun because then you get to wear your layers. And now I I love styling for fall. So I've really been looking forward to that while I haven't been quite freezing yet. And it's still sunny. It's not gloomy yet. So I've really just been keeping spirits high because I know Michigan winter is right around the corner. But for now, we're loving fall. We're loving making these core memories all together and just having having a good time. All the fun and games, you guys. Moving into today's podcast review, again, if you review or rate this podcast, thank you so much. From the bottom of my heart, 
You guys are so awesome and I appreciate you so much that I can get any kind of feedback and just connect with you guys even more. So today's podcast episode is from Maddie1653 and it says, OMG, I live for these. I've always wanted to love podcasts but could never get into it until I found Brittany and let me tell you, I listen like all day, every day. She's my road trip buddy and keeps me company and keeps me awake. I love the content. She keeps me in check and helps me stay positive even though I can't make it to the gym every day. Love ya. Well, Maddie, 1653, love you too. Thank you for the shout out. And I'm happy I can keep you company on a road trip. I will always be your road trip buddy or your house cleaning buddy. I got you. And today's episode is gonna be fun and probably gonna inspire you to get upside down, to get out of your comfort when it comes to training, trying something new, and maybe even getting into handstands, calisthenics, and hopefully you will be getting on the mobility train because if you're not already working on your mobility, now is the time. So without further ado, let's welcome Little T to the podcast. (laughs) What's up, Taylor? Welcome to the Fun and Games podcast. Hello and good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to welcome you to the podcast. How's your morning been so far? Morning's good. I'm super excited to be on the podcast. It's actually perfect because it's like the long weekend in Canada. It's Thanksgiving long weekend. So it's great. It's a nice, easy morning and a good start to my morning. Wait, it's like the holiday? Yeah, it's oh, so weird. So wow. our holiday okay. is so much sooner than yours because yours is in November. Yeah. But us Canadians, we're in October. <laughs> I love that. What do you typically do for the holiday then? Honestly, my family usually just gets together, actually not on the Thanksgiving Monday, but usually on the Saturday. And we just spend basically all afternoon and evening together, just hanging out and catching up. So it's always fun. That is so cool. Do you have like special foods or anything? I know in America, it's really big on, you know, pies and turkey, gravy, all that stuff. Yeah, we do the same thing, but I feel like Canada just always does it on a smaller scale. I feel like you guys in America do everything so (laughs) big with decorations and everything. Ours is relatively simple. One of my friends was like, oh my gosh, send me a picture of your Thanksgiving dinner layout. I was like, we don't even do a layout. We just put it like buffet style. Like we don't do any of that here, but it's still like similar foods, just not as beautifully set out as the Americans. (laughs) Oh man, that's yeah. Yeah. You got us there. You got us there. (laughs) I guess we love our holidays. Yes, you do. Uh, Definitely. Always, always going to the next mile. That is awesome. Well, happy Thanksgiving for you. Thank you. <laughs> and you're so nice to even do this on your holiday weekend. So thank you. Well, no, I wanted to. I was like, this is perfect. It's a great way to end the holiday weekend. So it's great. Love it. All right. Well, go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. Let them know who little T is. Sounds good. So I'm Little T Fitness, aka Taylor. It took me a long time to actually introduce myself as Taylor because everyone just always knew me as Little T, but the T stands for Taylor and there is a T in there. Um, In terms of what I do, I am a content creator on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, as well as I'm a personal trainer and I've been able to run my own business since early 2018. And then from there, I've been able to adjust. Obviously with COVID, it was a little bit harder, but we went into the more online world. And since then, it's just been really fun getting to explore having my own app, having online programs, and then also just being able to train people like literally all around the world, which is something I literally never thought I'd be able to do. So it's been a good change since that online world, but it's been really fun. That is so cool. How did you first get started in your training? Cause now you do a lot of, if people aren't familiar with you, you do a lot of mobility, (laughs) calisthenics type stuff. So how is the background of your training? You said you're a certified personal trainer. So did you initially start in the weight room? Kind of how has that changed over time? Yeah. So I started 
interning in university with the strength and conditioning coach there just because one, I wanted to understand what was in our workouts and like why they were programming certain things just so I could get a better understanding. I always, I also went to school for kinesiology as well. So that's another reason why I kind of wanted to explore that area. And then from there, I definitely got started just in the weight room. And then as I got older, I realized I had such an athletic background with my dance, gymnastics and cheerleading that I was like, I wonder if there's a way that fitness kind of incorporates everything. And that's when I got into bodybuilding where I competed in the fitness division and actually got my pro card. So what? then from there, yeah, I know. Congrats. No either. <laughs> Let's <Thank> go. <laughs> so that was back in 2019. And then after I got my pro card, I was still missing more of that gymnastics aspect a little bit more. So then I discovered calisthenics, which is where I met all my friends and like kind of how I train now. So basically my training is a hybrid of the strength training, um, more of the body bodybuilding style, as well as now the calisthenics, which also includes a lot of the mobility stuff too. Yeah. So did that, a lot of the body weight movement stuff, all of your handstands and flips, is that kind of the background you said in gymnastics, cheer and dance? That yeah, was just continuously. Exactly. Okay. So you never lost yeah. those skills. No, cause I always enjoyed doing them. Like I don't know. I think once you learn how to go upside down, you just never want to get it, like give it up. Yeah. So you just always kick up into a handstand or just like, I don't know, I'll somersault across my floor sometimes. It's just an easier way to transport yeah. myself. <laughs> and at this point, it's second nature. So it is what it is. Yeah. Walk, so, walk around and handstands around your house. <laughs> exactly. That's goals. Until I'm like 80, I want to always be able to do a handstand and the splits. Those are my goals for physical um, things when I'm older. I love that. I want to get my handstand down and I need to put more time and attention on that. So I mean, well, I, saw I, guess... your, I saw your video, the one, two, three bang video. I feel like you could definitely do it. Oh, I definitely can. Cause I have a dance and cheer background. It's just been a while. So I want to get back into it. And I try to find gyms around here that'll like allow adults to come in and I haven't found one yet. I need to be more diligent, but I want, I want to get back into it. So I'm so excited to talk about this because yeah, absolutely. everybody on the podcast knows I've talked about my goal. I'm like, I have to get back into like an adult's gymnastics or at least tumbling. You know, that's what I want to do. Everybody keeps holding me accountable. How's it going, Britt? Have you done yeah. it yet? And I'm like, no, <laughs> just check it in. You're like, this, is, <laughs> this is step <laughs> step one for me, having an intervention with little T on the podcast. Okay. Yes. If you can't find an adult gymnastics class, another good one to check out is parkour. If you find a parkour oh. gym, they offer a lot of like beginner flipping and tricking and stuff like that. So look for parkour. <gasps> oh, you're the best. Okay. Yes. I'm going to look for that. Cause I, there's like Ninja warrior gyms around here. I guess that's like a big yeah. thing. Those would honestly so. be perfect. Cause they teach you things okay. like the wall flip or like spinning on the wall sideways. Just like, Oh, like, I don't know. I like trained anything. a parkour gym. Yeah. It's so fun. But parkour is actually like a hidden gem. Everyone thinks gymnastics adult classes, but parkour is the way. Thank you. There we go. There we go. <laughs> We're making moves. Okay. 2023 progress, is my progress. year. Yeah. The end yes. of this. I got this. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited too. So I feel like you have recently, I guess this whole year, even last year, that was really when you started to blow up on social media. So you said you started in 2018. Yeah. How was that feeling when your videos kept hitting thousands and millions of views? I think the rock even liked one of your posts or something. You said something like that. How has that been? Yeah, it's been crazy. I think my viralness started around again, that 2020 timeframe because mm -hmm. 2020 to 2021 is when I grew from 100 to like 700 and something, which was absolutely insane. And then recently I've gotten closer to the a million mark. So mm -hmm. hopefully that happens soon. Um, but in terms of just like seeing the growth, 
honestly, I would say it's just like consistency. I've always done the same type of videos and always tried to do more challenges and stuff like that. And I think it's just, I honestly have so much fun making my content. And I think a lot of people can see that as well in my stories when I'm like frustrated in my bloopers, making ugly faces. And then also obviously when I finish and I'm super happy and I'm smiling. So overall going viral is like something I never imagined, but it's definitely something that's helped grow my account and made just like making more challenges and making myself be better, um, really motivating and fun. Yeah. Your content is so fun. And I love that you also include the bloopers because your tricks are absolutely insane. Oh, thank you. I I was showing my (laughs) husband, Darian, I was like, how does she do this? Some of them I'm like, I, I can't even like put my head together. Do you have kind of like the, what has been the hardest trick for you to learn and master? The hardest trick would definitely be my cork, even though I got it. So technically I got my cork, which is almost like for gymnasts out there, it's like a standing full, but like on a 45 degree instead of like straight back. What? So <laughs> I know it's okay. Like, okay. Video. <laughs> yeah. You can visually see it. Um, but I got that one actually within like a couple hours of training it, but then I lost it. Cause I don't know. Do you remember in gymnastics how you would get something and then oh, like yeah. lose it? Yeah. Literally. So that's cork for me. So I've pretty much lost it for the last, I would say three months now, and I'm just starting to get back into it. And so I think that's the most challenging skill for me because it's something that I know my body can do, but it's like that mental side when my brain's like, Ugh. let's overthink everything about this skill and make it very difficult. So cork is definitely something that's the most challenging and something that I really, really want back. And then overall, just other skills too, like more strength stuff, doing my front lever is something that I've been saying I've been wanting for like the past two years. And it's just one of those skills that is so strength-based that you're like, this is so hard. Um, so in terms of like dynamics versus strength, those are definitely my two that I'm chasing for 2023. I'm gonna yeah. say. What yeah. is the lever? Will you explain what that one is? Because I actually don't so, know what it is. Yeah. So leave your signal like a straight bar, like okay. for a gymnastics bar. So you would grab it with your hands and then imagine basically from your hands, you would go down and then it's like your body's just straight out. So your tummy's facing the ceiling and you're just holding yourself like oh, okay. in a perfect straight. Yes. Like like yeah. an upside down push up kind of? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's just all back and core and it's oh just my. so That's hard. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. That totally, that totally makes sense now that it's called a yeah. lever. Okay. Okay. <laughs> cool. like, I see it. <laughs> I see it. I visually see it. Yeah. No, I'll definitely be tagging your Instagram so everyone can be like, what the heck? You know, see all the <laughs> visuals of what's going on because I feel like gymnastics and all of your tricks are so you have to yeah they're visual. hard to comprehend you, if yeah. you just say them you're like what is that <laughs> yeah you have to have some type of visual representation of what is going on in this <laughs> exactly how long does it take you from coming up with a concept of what skill you want to do to then being able to actually do it you know what I mean like how is that process of when you do your challenges you know you're putting together yeah. four or five moves how long does that normally take start to finish So I usually think of things that I've seen or like anything trending and stuff like that. I see that, like, especially the ones that go to music, I try to just make it more calisthenic little T twist type thing. Yeah, Those ones are a little bit shorter in terms of the creation process. It's the execution that always takes very, very long on those ones because it's not only getting the sequence, it's also getting it time to music. So I would say anything that I do time to music, music, sorry, usually takes me at least minimum 30 minutes and then upwards of like an hour to an hour and a half um when it comes to like the freestyle combination ones honestly sometimes I'll just go in the gym and be like I want to do this one move and then basically from there I'll kind of freestyle something and then if I like it I'm like okay this is workable like we can make this into a video and those ones 
take a little bit longer creative wise, but the execution, because it's usually flips or push-ups and stuff like that, all skills that I all have and like already do are usually a little bit faster. So I would say on average, my videos take me around an hour to film. And then in terms of the creation process, process that can vary between, I would say like five minutes to days. It just depends, honestly, because yeah. some things take a lot longer because especially choreography stuff, because I'm not that creative or coordinated. Um, it takes me a lot longer. Yeah. Do you ever have, you talked about having like mindset issues with the corkscrew. No, it's just called the cork. Yeah, cork. <laughs> You're just adding stuff on. You're like, ooh. <laughs> no, but you said you had some mindset issues with that. How do you get over your mental blocks when it comes to some of these tricks? Because I feel like so that's what I would struggle with for sure. Yes. So for that one specifically, because I started getting like lost in the air, if you remember Simone Biles last yeah. year at the Olympics had the twisty. So that's kind of what was happening to me. I would throw myself in the air. My body would just, I don't know. It felt like it was just lost in the sauce. I didn't know what was going on. So that's obviously super scary, especially when you're just flinging your body around. So I actually took around three weeks off completely of training. Cause I was like, this is, this is not fun for me. I don't enjoy this process. And then I just recently started back with more like beginner drills, timing drills. And I just started adding back in the twisting part. Um, I think my brain just needed a little bit of a break from the twisting. So I was just overthinking it so much. So I just broke it down into like many, many pieces to make it a lot easier for my, my body to gain back the confidence. And then in terms of just like other skills that I get frustrated with, it's again, it's just breaking it back down to basics. Cause that's the easiest way I can usually understand things. I'm really good at learning things. If it's like my body knows exactly what's happening. So that's why I'm someone who has to you know, break it down really far. I know a lot of my friends just have like the send it mentality and they can just, they're like, they see something and they just do it. That's not me. I need it broken down into like 20 different pieces for me to be like, oh, okay, this is achievable. This is attainable. So I think that's how I kind of overcome that fear factor or that unsureness of learning new things. Yeah. So you just, you honestly just break it down. So if you were doing like a back handspring, how would you break that down? Probably work on handstands, back bends, you know, let's see yeah, an example exactly. of what it would look like. Yeah. Yeah. So for back handspring, say if I'm just having trouble with say my form or anything like that, I would first videotape the first one that I'm unsure of just so I can visually see what's going on versus what my body thinks is going on. Cause that's the biggest gap right there is when you think you're doing something and it's completely off. And then from there, I would basically take the parts that are not feeling right and then break them down. So for instance, if it's my back flexibility or shoulder flexibility, exactly that I would just work on my bridges and my shoulder mobility to help get me in a better position. So it feels like more safe. And then in terms of spatial awareness, I would start doing it with, have you ever seen like those kitty drills for back handspring where you'd like flip over something that kind of like guides you through yeah, the process? Yeah, like the wheel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> something that like I can do the movement, but I feel like super safe doing. So whether if it's with the wheel or a spot, like just breaking it down like that so I can literally slow down the movement, slow down time so I can be like, ah, okay, this is what this is supposed to feel like is what yeah. I would do for something like that. Because a lot of it probably is feel and just remembering that and repeating and practicing that. Because I know I have the strength to do a lot of these skills. It's just the technique and the bravery. So yeah, I you have, get so scared. Yeah. Especially going backwards. You're like, will my body catch me? Like what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> you think of all the worst case scenarios. Oh, okay. So what does a typical day of training look like for you? Do you train normally and then you pick something to film or how does that process look for you? Now, since you've done bodybuilding, you've done all these things, what's a typical day of training or typical week look like? 
Uh, typical week. So I always, I'll start on Mondays. Monday is usually, I already have my mobility money filmed from the previous week. So I always try to have everything ready the week before, but Monday I'll usually try to film two or three videos. It doesn't matter what they are, just as long as I have two or three set. And then all my training throughout the week is relatively strength-based. So in the gym, but I'm adding in more of my core and my mobility stuff. And then as well as like one day of calisthenics. And then Friday is the day that I do majority of my filming, which is I'm in the monkey vault, which is that gym that's like gray that you always see on my Instagram. Yeah. And that's where I film, like, I would say at least like six to seven videos that day. And so that one's my giant content day. And then usually Saturday, it sounds so bad. My schedule Saturday, I usually make morning of like that one's more of a, okay, we're just going to film this today. This is what it's going to be. Cause that's more of my teaching one. So I just kind of wake up and I'm like, okay, what do I want to teach on my Instagram today? What am I doing in the gym actually? So that way it seems more realistic for everyone as well. Um, and then Sunday's usually my break off of everything. I give myself one full break day and then I have like an active rest day, which is my Pilates day, which I really enjoy. Oh, that's cool. So you you do it all. You do calisthenics, you do Pilates, you do some strength and conditioning still. And yeah, exactly. It's yeah. I just like dabbling in everything. And I actually do want to dabble in powerlifting. Um, so that's something that I might start doing in 2023. That is so cool. I I I'm inspired because I want to branch out and start other things. And I I will for a little bit, but I haven't found anything I absolutely love. But maybe if I find a new gym like parkour, you know, that's one of my workouts for the week is just going and enjoying that type yeah. of stuff. So and it's I love such that. a good thing. Yeah. Especially for me, Pilates was something that obviously is great for core and my flexibility and everything like that. But I just wanted something so different than what I'm currently doing. Um, just to, again, change it up, keep it fun. And it was a group class, which I don't usually do group class environments, but it just allows me to have an active day where I feel like I'm still working out, but it's just a break from everything else that I do. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's a perfect example of fitness. There is no one way. I say that yes. all the time. You can do whatever you want, whatever you thoroughly enjoy, add it into your routine. And like you, it can be a wide mix of things where every day you're doing something else, but you are getting in the movement. You're getting in some type of physical activity that makes you happy and speaks to you. So I love yeah, that. Exactly. I love that. Do you have favorite mobility drill routine or act like exercises? What are some that you would recommend to others if they want to start getting into calisthenics? What does that look like? So for mobility, I think my favorite thing to work on for mobility is my ankle mobility, actually, just because my ankles are a weaker point for me. So just making sure my range of motion, both like inflection um, and dorsiflexion is just good. So my, my toe point plus flexing and then overall the strength of them. So doing a lot of single leg and movement as well. And then another one that I like to work on is my back flexibility because I'm flexible in my low back, but not my upper back. Um, I think that's just because over the years of strength training, I've gotten pretty muscular in my shoulders. So it's become a little bit harder to keep that mobility. So I would say on average, I probably stretch 15 to 20 minutes for my warmups and around five to 10 minutes for my cool down. And depending on obviously the day, like different muscle groups, I focus on different things, but I would say assessing yourself first and seeing like what areas are sore. A lot of people, because we sit at work or we sit just driving and everything have tight hips, have sore lower backs or just bad postures. So definitely pinpointing those first and then kind of taking it from there and kind of dive a little bit deeper into what exactly you're forcing your body do to do um, except for like soccer players or people who do like golf and stuff like that. Just yeah. like figuring out what areas they can help um, build their mobility for their extracurricular activities. But Overall, I would say I like to focus more on my ankles because I just feel like if I don't, then I'll just be in a bad place later. Yeah. I mean, you're always doing pistol squats and everything. What are some of the exercises you do 
when it comes to mobility for your ankles and your upper back? Um, so for ankles, that is just doing, it's hard to, I, I'm going to try to explain it the best yeah, I can. Yeah, I know. Because uh, so, you don't have a visual. Um, I know. <laughs> but you know the one where you're like standing against the wall and you like point your toe forward and get like a stretch all the way through that front part of your ankle? Yes. So I do that one a lot just because that's more stiff for me. And then also the one where you're doing the opposite, where you're kind of like forcing more flexion going the other way. Um, and then single-legged work is more doing things like sitting on the ground, like ready for a pistol squat and like from your bum flat, like sitting up so your bum comes up and then back down. And then one of the ones that I've been working on lately for dragon pistols, especially because my one ankle has been sprained. So just bringing back that mobility is doing everything more assisted. So with a TRX um, or actually having my hand on the floor and like holding that bottom position a little bit longer just to get that stretch and then coming back up. Um, For me, pistol squats, the biggest thing is adjusting. So a lot of people who have bad mobility in their ankles, sometimes you just need to lift the heel and that becomes a little bit easier. Um, or the best one that I like is doing step down. So starting at the top of the box and then trying to just tap your other heel down on the floor just to build that mobility, that control and the balance. And then my upper body flexibility is doing things like cats and camels, doing like child's pose, with my arms up on say a chair or mm-hmm. a box or anything like that, as well as with like a band or like a pipe doing the, I call them shoulder dislocates. Yeah. But yeah. Up, but like up, up and, and over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Those ones are like around the world where you go all the way around and then things like baby bridges, which is just kneeling and then trying to reach your hands as far back as you can. And then coming back up to help build that mobility. Love those. I love all of those. And I'm always telling people how important mobility is because that allows you to have an entire full range of motion to get the most out of everything. And especially, like you said, you want to have these skills for when you're older. So you got to add them in little by little. Yeah, Even five minutes. Like if you're not doing it already, five minutes a day, add it in. Yeah, just five. Like if you can do it, it's right when you get up in the morning, do it then. Or if you do want to do it on your lunch break, like literally whenever it's convenient to you to be like, okay, I'm going to stretch just do it. I know it's so boring. It's so tedious, but it's so important with terms of injury prevention. And again, if you want longevity in your training and be able to like be strong and mobile when you're older, it's so important. Yep. I love it. I totally agree. Have you on your page, you do a lot of collabs. Have you had Mm -hmm. a favorite collab or routine? Somebody you've worked with? Um, I would say recently when I met up with Morgan in BC, that was probably my favorite collab because we've been Instagram friends for so long. So to be able to like meet in person and hang out, it was just so much fun. And we're very similar in our, obviously our tricks, but also our personality too. So it was just a really fun time. And then plus we just were able to create some really fun content that just had some nice visuals because it was more in the mountains because it was in BC. So a nice change up from the regular gym setting. It was so cool. I loved all of your videos. Oh, thank you guys, you. you guys did so many too. I was like, oh, this yeah. is so cool. Did she fly to BC? Well, British Columbia for anyone who doesn't know, <laughs> right? <laughs> did, yeah. she, did she fly there? Because I feel like her, she's been everywhere because she got married to Steve Cook and they've just been traveling, been traveling. Yeah. literally she, everywhere. So she had, she, yeah, she had told me that she was coming to Canada and coming to BC and I was like, done, I can make it there. Like, that's the closest you're ever going to be to me because you're all the way in Australia. So yeah. I'll make my way to BC because it's not too far. And yeah, it just happened to work out. That is so cool. I love I love all of your videos and content. I thought that was awesome because you guys both are, you love the skills and the handstands. So jealous. I What I want to do is whenever people get out of the pool, you know, like they do the handstand oh, press the out press? of the pool. You're, ki- you're kidding me. That is goals. <laughs> that is so You cool. can do it. I, I can't. You're, you're strong enough. You're strong I know. enough. I, promise. I know. I just have to figure out. I guess let's talk about handstands. What are your top tips for handstands? And don't you have a handstand program? Am I mistaken? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. On my app, there's like three, four different handstand programs. I'm doing um, it. 
Yeah. Well, you're on playbook too, right? So yeah. Tap in. You can just literally do it. tapping in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then in terms of like skills for your handstand, especially for that press, obviously you want to be able to hold a handstand, I would say for at least like minimum five seconds, because a lot of the drills require a lot of negatives coming down mm-hmm. and then a lot of banded work. So they're super awkward to set up um, where you like hang the band up on a bar and then like loop oh, yes. it around your body. Okay. Yeah. So working that. So if you start in like a straddle sit and then basically try to roll your bum up so that way your feet can like land on the floor, that's probably one of the best drills because it helps build that lower core that a lot of us are missing, especially just like regular strength people. They try these drills and they're like, holy, this is so different. Yeah. So definitely trying that. Things like L-sits, so sitting on like P-bars or dumbbells and having your legs out straight in front of you is a great one. And then another one is just building that straight arm strength because a lot of people when they do press the handstands will bend their elbows, which makes it a lot harder because then it almost becomes a hybrid between a press the handstand slash a pushup. So you always want to just focus on one and make it a lot easier on yourself. So practicing things like long planks or doing like pushups into like protraction so that way you're forcing that straight arm at the very top um, and again, engaging that core as well. So just practicing kind of the foundational work for those press the handstands. I'm so, you guys can't see my face, but I'm geeking out. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. You should excited. send me your progress. I'm, just, I'm down to help you out on your progress. I think Stop. it'd be so fun. Literally take you from no press to press dancing would be so fun. I'll have to film it for YouTube. The whole. Yes. I'm so press nervous. press the journey. I'm do it. So, why do I have like the nerves? I have chills right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so exciting to start something new though and have a different type of goal. So, okay. So I need to just. You're going to do it. <laughs> well, I like, I feel like I can hold a hands. I don't know, man. I need to, what are your best tips for even holding the handstand? Like, is, does your head look down? Does it look straight? Like, I don't even so, know the basics. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll, the key okay, things yes. for a good handstand is the kick up. So a lot of people will bring their legs together too fast, which is usually why they fall back down the way they came or they'll kick right over okay. just because the legs are coming together too fast. So that way your balance just doesn't have time to catch itself. The other mistake is where the weight is put in your hand. So a lot of people, especially yogis, because they just are used to it, putting it in the back of their hand. Um, if you actually focus on more like your callus slash fingertips. So if you were to put your hands stacked together and then you basically want to like push your fingertips down this way, that's the feeling and that's where the weight should be in your handstand. Okay. And then lastly is the overall alignment. So if you were to draw a line from your ankles to your wrists, it should basically be like stacked on everything. So ankles, hips, shoulders, wrists, and then your head position, like you were saying, you actually want to look with just your eyes at your fingertips, but your ears should be covered by your arms. So it's not an actual like head moving out. You just want to like tilt your eyes up because that's how you keep that alignment. Otherwise, you'll see a lot of people's heads poking out and that causes the arch back. Okay. I think that's my problem. So I just need to fix head placement. And I, yeah, I always heard like, not like grip the floor with your fingers, but yeah, that same kind of like, yeah, it's like pressure. Yeah. Pressure there. Okay. I'm so excited. (laughs) It's starting. It's happening. This is the the kickstart. You're going to work today. (laughs) Oh, for sure. For sure. And I feel like it's the same thing. Like I don't want to get too overwhelmed. So I'm like five to 10 minutes. Let me start by doing that. And then keep adding it in where a whole day is just dedicated to those drills, that practice. Yeah. Yeah, Your program. Let's do it. Yes. I would say for anyone who's like getting into handstands, because this is a popular question I get asked a lot is how to integrate it into their program. Is it something that takes over a complete day or is it something that's just like part of your workout? 
So I would say if you're a true beginner, I would always make sure to do, like you said, five, 10 minutes of practice, maybe after a leg day or just a cardio day, a day that you haven't worked your upper body, because obviously that'd be a little bit more taxing yeah. as you get a little bit more advanced. And that's when you can kind of start subbing in like a full day of handstand practice. Because again, if you jump right into it right away, you're going to get things like sore wrists or elbows. And you kind of just want to build up that endurance because it is a lot of weight on your hands. It's your whole body and you're just not used to it. Mm-hmm. So just giving yourself maybe two, three months where you just like, practicing it short term, just a little bit um, after your workouts. And then after that kind of building up that volume and uh, getting more days in. I'm so excited. Thank you. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm excited for you. Your handstand journey 2023. Let's go. It's happening. It's happening. If somebody else wanted to get started in calisthenics in general, because we talked about handstands, how would they, would you kind of give the same advice for how to start practicing and putting that in to routine? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I would say calisthenics, honestly, the best way to get into it is going to a calisthenic park because you're going to meet people there who are already doing it, have been doing it for a while. And I honestly think calisthenics community is like the like the nicest community in the entire world because they're so open to teaching everyone that when you go to things like that and you just start talking to someone, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, try this drill. Like they're going to give you so much information. And you're like, whoa, like I just came to a park. Like this is so crazy. Um, So I would definitely say start and just find like a local park and just start kind of hanging out there, getting the vibe for it. And then when you do want to start doing your own workouts, you can still do the exact same, say like gym, like bro split, but you would do it more like body weighted stuff. So on a back day, maybe focusing a little bit less on the machine work and doing more like T-Rex inverted rows um, or like your pull-ups, your scat pulls, stuff like that. That's a little bit more body weight based and kind of taking away those machines slowly. Okay, cool. That's great. That's great advice. Yeah. And I love you just show up to a park. You get to meet yeah, your literally. friends and yeah. every, I feel like everybody loves to share what they love. So if you're super into calisthenics, everybody's just going to say, oh, try this. And that's just how it is when you're around yeah. people who love what they do. Exactly. And if you, I don't know, Toronto has a great calisthenics community because we actually have meetups every couple of months and it's just like literally 40 people will come and we'll just all work out that day. That's so So if cool. you have a calisthenics community, definitely try to check one out or you can always try building your own wherever you are. Um, but it's a great way to like, again, make a great group of friends who have the same interests as you and you get just to hang out and learn pretty much all day. I love that. I forget you're in Toronto. You're so close to me. I know, literally so close. I know. I think it's like a four hour drive. I know. I, I could have just could have just crossed the border. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. How are you? <laughs> awesome. Well, to wrap up, why don't you give everybody a challenge to do? Like your most Ooh. recent or pick one and we'll post it on Instagram and everybody will do it. Ooh, okay. So why don't we do one of my mobility challenges? Um, I'm actually posting one today. That's okay. relatively easy. Um, it's more of my beginner one. So we can we can do that one as the challenge. Yeah, just DM it and, yeah. and everybody do it. And you got to tag both of us so we can see. It'll yes. be fun. It's a fun mobility challenge. Yeah. So that'll be good. So what is it? I want to hear. So Make we feet. start on our knees and then we're okay. going to jump up into like a lunge position. Okay. And then we're going to like jump up that front leg, clap underneath it. <laughs> okay. And then land back down. The back leg is going to step into the front leg. We're going to bend our knees so that way we're like in like a nice low squat. And then if you can, you're going to like try to like tap your knees forward and like extend your hips. Okay. And then you're going to come back into that seated position. Standing up, we're going to go into either a lateral lunge or a Cossack lunge or Cossack squat, I should say. Then we're going to swing that front leg forward into a pistol and then stand up. Love that. That, okay. I've done one of your challenges before where it's the lateral lunge to swing your leg to a pistol to stand up. That. My hip mobility, I was like, I have to warm up 
but I did it. I was so proud Yay! of myself. I did one of them and I posted it and I was like, hee, 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 I did one of her challenges. <laughs> Literally but, whenever I do mobility, I'm like, who can I tag? And then I'm always like, Brittany can do pistols. <laughs> I know. I I always try to like do them and it's so fun. I always want to do them, but I always forget because, you know, when I go to the gym, I'm so bro. You zoned in. <laughs> I'm yeah. so bro. I want to break out of that, you know, try other things. So it, it'll be fun. This is going to be cool. So everybody do it and yes. go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you on social. Yeah. So social media, you can find me at little T fitness. It's across the board on all my social medias, same username. So Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Yay. Share her some love. And my last question I always end with is what is one thing you would tell your younger self? My younger self, I would just tell my younger self to not care as much. I remember when I was really young, I always used to care about everything and I would overthink like doing literally anything. And now with getting used to social media and obviously just posting every single day, I'm just like, eh, who cares? We're going to post this today because I like the video. And honestly, as long as you like what you're doing and you're happy with the end product or whatever your end goal is, like that's the most important thing and the right people will come and support you and the ones who aren't just aren't your people. And I think yes. that's something that I wish my younger self knew because I always tried to people please everyone and that's just impossible. So just make sure that you're happy first and the right people will come along. I love that. And I couldn't agree more. It's something I've also learned in my adulthood is just pave your way and the right people yeah. will flock to you as who you truly are. So exactly. And then you end up with a great circle of friends, support yeah. group. And it's just better. It's so much better. And they actually know who you are because you're just being yourself from the get-go as well. So yeah, exactly. Yay. Well, it's been fantastic having you on. Thank you so much for taking time away from your holiday to come talk to me. Thanks and so much for having me. Yes. I hope everybody got some good insight onto you and to feeling motivated. You know, if they want to mix up their own workout routine, they can. They can try bodybuilding, Pilates, strength training, calisthenics, parkour. There's no one way to exercise. Yeah. And, and it's so fun. You can always change it up. Yeah. You are such a good example. And I feel like a light in the community of just doing what you truly love and sharing that. And I feel like that's why people flock to you so much is because we can all tell how much you love what you do. You have fun with it, even though we know in your bloopers, you get frustrated. At, yeah, just a little frustrated your bloopers. sometimes. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Like I remember you were doing the like backflip into the candy bars. That one just, took so long. Yeah. <laughs> that one was like these candy bars need to just not move. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I just, I love that you're such a good example in this community, sharing what you love with everybody, inspiring people to move, showing there's no one way to exercise and just giving fun challenges. So you're a fantastic you. person. And it was so thank fun you to meet so you. Much. I know you're just, yeah. you're, you're so awesome. So thank you again. And you're listening to the fun and games podcast with your host, Brittany Lupton. Thanks for listening to another episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And we'll see you all next time for some more fun and games. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.